The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, baby, it is week number 10. It is the Even Money Podcast, which means you guys like to make games more interesting, which means if you haven't already, you should download the Draft app on your phone. You get to play in a real live snake draft. It's not a salary cap thing. You're done under five minutes, and it's just one week, so it's just daily fantasy, one week, whatever you want to call it. You can play it for week 10. You can win cold, hard cash. They actually say that your chance of winning 80% better than on the salary cap sites, which is pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code EVENMONEY. Again, you're playing a real money game for free just by using the promo code EVENMONEY. Gets even better. Draft.com is so sure you'll love it that they're offering you guys a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play free right now with promo code even money. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, week 10 in the NFL on the Even Money Podcast. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. You can check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. We are presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. Super contest. By the way, Steve, do you... How does the Super Contest thing work? Do you stay updated on that throughout the year? How does that work? Yeah, every Friday night I'm in the Super Contest. I go in and submit my five plays for the week. I'm currently four games above 500, which isn't going to be good enough to get into the money. And uh, they have a, um update. If you query just uh, Westgate Super Contest results or um, for 2017, it pops up and they'll show you who the leaders are. Got it. All right. Cool. Um, let's get to uh, last week, and we'll review week number nine. You know, it's. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Steve, it's the – wait a minute, look, one, two, three, 
One, two, three. Third straight week, we were both down. Now, you were only down one unit. I was down three units again. But isn't it weird? I mean, we had so many weeks where we were both up. And then, you know, and we were up, up, up. It's like we were going up a hill, and now we've been slowly, not fast, but slowly coming down the hill. Is there any, in your experience, Steve, any rhyme or reason for that? Absolutely. The last three weeks, the favorites on Sunday have covered somewhere around 67% against the spread. And you and I both know the value is with the underdogs. So more often than not, we play more dogs than favorites. And whenever there's a big favorite week, like we've seen the last three weeks, it's going to be very difficult for us to win or reaching into an urn with more black marbles than white marbles to pull out. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm glad I asked the question. So looking at last week, I was down three, you were down one. It really started on Thursday night. I, I think probably went with my heart more than I should have. I put two units on the Bills. We went head-to-head. You put two units on the Jets. I was laying three, and the Jets won 34-21. So you got two units there. I lost two. And then it got going on Sunday, Denver and Philadelphia. Um, you leaned Denver. I took Denver uh, for one unit, and I put two units on the under. Whew. I got destroyed on both, so that was minus five for me at that point, minus three on that game. Finally, started to get some things going in that uh, the Giants and the Rams. These are the things that frustrate me too, Steve. For Giants and the Rams, uh, we both leaned L.A., but we didn't do anything about it. And so, you know what leaning does for you, Steve? Nothing. Not a darn thing. But it is interesting how often where we lean is right. Do you ever notice that? It is correct, I should say. Yeah, the leans seem to be frustrating. It reminds me of the leaning power, the Millennium Tower in um, San Francisco that leans an extra couple inches every year. Ross, I don't know if you read about that. Don't buy a condo in the Millennium Tower. No, I would not do that. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I put two units on the under. That came through. It was the total was fifty. The final score was thirty to ten. You put a unit on New Orleans, which came through for you. Then we get to the Jags and the Bengals. I put a unit on the under thirty nine and a half. That came through. The final score was twenty three to seven. Uh, you leaned Jacksonville, which would have been a good bet. But again, leans do nothing. We had a best bet go flaming down. How about this one? Atlanta and Carolina, Steve. We were getting two points for the Atlanta Falcons. They lost 20-17, to 17, and arguably the best receiver in football had the easiest touchdown pass of his life go through his hands. Frustrating. And you got to wonder sometimes, the professional athletes out there, They've done it so many times. Are they just um, overconfident in a play like that? Because i got to tell you, Ross, if we were back you know, as children just playing pickup football and I dropped that touchdown pass, I would not have wanted to go back to the huddle. No, it's um, – wow. I mean, it's that – was, that was a bad beat, man. That was a really bad beat. We lost by one point, and that would not have happened, obviously, if Julio caught that. 
Uh, you caught a bad break, Steve, um, on the Houston Indy game. Remember, we make these picks on Wednesday, and whatever we make, that's what we put the money on right then because somebody might listen to it right after we post it. Uh, but that was unfortunate because I had one unit on Indy. It actually helped me out tremendously. But another one where I was right, but I only put one unit on it. It's like when I'm right, I only put one unit on it. When I was wrong, I put two units on it, which killed me. You put uh, two units on the over, which just made made that impossible after Deshaun Watson got hurt on Thursday. How much of a line movement was there in the total and for the game after that? Yeah, so the, t- the, the game was at 13, came down to 6. The total had been at 49, went all the way up to 51.5. Everyone loved the over. The news broke. It crashed back down to 45.5. I actually sent out to my client. I gave out over. And I said, look, I'm not going to, like, give out under 46 after I gave out over 49.5 and, and get you middled and have the Internet a buzz. Oh, Steve Fezzik's giving out both sides of the game. I said, just to let you know, I played back some of my bet personally. You can do what you want, but I can't give out under after I gave out over. And I probably should have given out under, but then you just get crushed by the media. You know, people saying you're giving out both sides of the games. But the bottom line is professional gamblers, Ross, they do change their opinions between Tuesday and Friday based on injuries, weather, and new information. Yeah, and plus if the total's different, that wouldn't – I mean, I, I, I would understand it if the number's different when he gets to a certain point. Um, we'll keep moving. Look at, Baltimore the, look at the Carolina and, game, too. Carolina was getting three against Atlanta at kickoff. Even though I liked Atlanta plus two, I certainly would have bet Carolina plus three at post. Well, yeah, why did that happen? Uh, the feeling was that Cam is extremely temperamental – and his buddy Benjamin being uh, jettisoned away from him would have a very negative influence on his performance and his attitude. Wow. All right. That's interesting. Um, The next game was Baltimore and Tennessee. It was Tennessee laying five and a half. I put two units on the Ravens. Thankfully, they came through for me. They lost 23 to 20. You leaned Tennessee, so that was a good lean for you to not actually put a wager on. Let's get to Arizona and San Francisco. I put a unit on San Francisco. Once again, I lost money on the Niners. The Niners are this year's Jags for me, Steve, in terms of like I keep believing in them when I shouldn't, and I've lost a lot of money as a result thanks to the Niners. Uh, Then we get to Washington and Seattle. I put a unit on the over 45 after that Houston-Seattle shootout. That didn't happen. You put two units on Seattle laying seven with all of those Redskin injuries. No Crowder, no Reed, only one lineman. And somehow, Steve, the Redskins won the game. I mean, you got to love sports. That was That had to be the worst loss by any team, Seattle losing that game at home and the most surprising result of the day. Yeah, the D obviously collapses in the final minute, but during the game, Blair Walsh misses three field goals. i got to ask you, Ross, kickers, I assume, for the most part, are pretty much despised by most players, and when they're bad kickers, they're, they, after a game like that, they kind of have to like stay away from the players, I would imagine, to avoid being just verbally assaulted, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, they're not despised. They're just, they're just not really part of it. You know, they're just kind of their own deal. The kicker, the punter, the long snapper, they all just kind of hang out together, do their own thing. And it's like, there's the offense, there's the defense. And then there's those three. Cause they're not in the other meetings, you know? So it's like, they're not even part of it. Um, I feel bad for Blair, man. It's, that's why I, I always root for kickers. Unless I have a bet on it, I, I root for kickers to make it. I, I, I don't want that hanging over those guys' heads. Let's get to KC and Dallas. Boy, that was a bad one for me. I put two units on the Chiefs at Pickham. They lost 28-17. Very impressive performance by the Cowboys. Although, was that another one where I thought Zeke was not going to play? I, I don't, I don't, I've, I've lost track at this point. But at any rate... Um, Lost two units there. You just leaned Dallas, so that's one that would have been a good lean for you. Oakland, Miami. Oakland laying three. We both put two units on the Dolphins, and we tied. 27-24. How about, Steve, them going for two late in that game to get the push for us? You know, it goes to show the value of the underdogs in the NFL because you can make the case Miami really got outplayed for the entire game, and they're down 11, and yet they still wind up only losing by three because oftentimes the underdog does get the uh, the backdoor score against the prevent defense, and that game did kick up to three and a half right on game day there, so you could have stolen a win. Unbelievable. I was I was staying up. I was watching that. And when they scored, I was like, when they were down four, I, was th- I wasn't even thinking. I was like, well, even if they score, they're still going to be down four, a touchdown. I wasn't even thinking they could go for two. And when they went for two and got it, I was like, yes, needed that, needed that. And then uh, Packers and the Lions, I passed. You took the over, which came through. Not by a lot, but it did. The total was 43. Uh, you put one unit on the over. And the Detroit Lions won 30-17, so the total was 47. So, for the week, I was down three units. You were down one, which means on the season, I am now up 19 units. You are up 26 units. So, we will just keep firing. We had one loss and one tie on the best bets. No winners on the best bets. So, hopefully... We can and will do better for you guys this week. Speaking of doing better, there is a better way, by the way, to be able to hire for whatever job it is you guys have, wherever you work, or if you own your own business. It's called ZipRecruiter. You can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter will put its smart matching technology to work actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Right now, you guys can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash even. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash even to find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries 
to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. ZipRecruiter.com slash even. Let's go. Let's do it, Bright. All right, Ross, let's start it off. Thursday Night Football is always Seattle, minus six at the Arizona Cardinals, 41 and a half total. All right, it is time for us to get it back going again. It's Thursday Night Football. It's at Arizona. Seattle's laying six points after Arizona just got a win. I don't know. It seems like the Seahawks always bounce back. You know what my problem is too, Steve? When I lose a couple weeks in a row, I feel like I get a little gun shy. Like I, I get a little nervous or I question myself a little bit. Is that natural? Absolutely, and especially in terms of teams, more often than not, if you tell me a team's on a losing streak against the spread, that's a team that if you had to choose, you want to bet on. More often than not, not, not always. And when a team is on a winning streak against the spread, they usually become slightly overvalued and a little overconfident, and you want to, more often than not, if you play on it, fade them. Well, I, I kept firing last week, and it didn't all come through, but I kept doing it. I'm going to fire again. I'm putting one unit on the Arizona Cardinals at home. You know, I, I know Seattle should bounce back, and they'll probably win the game, but six points at home, give me Arizona, one unit. I'm just going to lean to Arizona. Uh, I really think that, that the Seattle defense not being able to hold a crippled Washington team that had Kirk Cousins and nothing else with their O-line in shambles and their tight ends hurt was really uh, – a sell signal for uh, a Seattle D that also got torched by Watson and Houston. The problem is Arizona. I'm not so sure. I really that that's a team that I want to be backing right now. And AP, after getting 35 carries or whatever it was, and he's old, I worried that he's not. They're, they're going to try to pound the rock unsuccessfully. So I'm just going to lean Arizona. But a little bonus for those listening to the podcast. I almost never do this, but I have two college games that I really like this week. Auburn plus three and Boston College plus three. Auburn's playing Georgia. BC is playing NC State. I'm going to throw both of those out. Um, we're not going to grade those because we're an NFL podcast, but I bet big on both those games. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. On to Sunday, though. Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings minus one at the Washington Redskins with a total of 42 and a half. Yeah, Redskins, who knows if they're going to be getting some of their guys back with that O-line absolutely decimated. I tell you what, Kirk Cousins looking more and more like a top five or top seven quarterback in the NFL single-handedly doing it. If he gets back some of his O-line, I would be on Washington, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Ross and I have talked about this when we have big uncertainties in the injury reports. I'm going to pass the game. Yeah, it's, I don't like the uncertainty either. I'd probably lean Minnesota Coming off of a bye, I just, the Redskins are a beat-up group. I don't know if they can do it again. What I will do, though, is put two units in this game on the under. Both defenses are playing really well. I know 42.5 is a low number, but I expect this to be a a low-scoring game. So two units on the under 42.5 for me. Next up, Ross Green Bay at Chicago. The Bears getting 5.5. I'm sorry, Bears minus five and a half points uh, with a total of 38. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me that the Bears are getting five and a half points at at this point in the season. I know Hundley hasn't been great and the Packers haven't been great, but 
I think they have just as good a chance to beat the Bears as the Bears do of beating them. And the, the issue for the Green Bay has been their defense. It's been pretty awful. So I'm putting two units on the Packers getting five and a half. I can't imagine the Bears beating anybody by more than like three points. And I'm putting a unit on the over. 38 is really low. I know that the Bears defense has been good, but the Packers defense has not been. So two units on Green Bay getting five and a half and one unit on the over 38. We are going head-to-head, my man. I know it sounds crazy. I'm laying it with the Bears, two units on the Bears. Here's my handicap. I've got Green Bay eight points worse than an average team right now. Hundley is not an NFL quarterback. Right tackle Baluga is out for the year with an ACL tear. Uh, They had two straight home run spots at home where they're really good. Big home field advantage. They lose by nine to the Saints. Blown out by the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a terrible road team. Don't forget, Green Bay got blown out at Minnesota with Hundley as well. This is a bottom-of-the-barrel team. And the Bears at home, they've been really good. They uh, should have beaten Atlanta. They did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They almost beat the Minnesota Vikings. And they shut down the Carolina Panthers. Those are four playoff teams there, or playoff-caliber teams. And now they're playing arguably one of the three worst teams in the NFL, they're going to kill them. All right, next up, Steve. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 10-point favorites at the Indianapolis Colts, total 44. All right, two plays on this. We are going to go over the total for two units, and I'm going to take Indianapolis for two units. And I think it's all about a Pittsburgh Steeler letdown. This team, Colin Coward says this all the time, this is not a buttoned-up Pittsburgh team. So when they play on the road and when they're on a winning streak and everything is right, they're fat, drunk, and happy. And off a bye week, they probably spent it in Cancun, having a good time, playing hide-and-seek, whatever they were doing. And in the meantime, Indianapolis, you know what? Kobe Brissett quietly has been improving for this team. They almost won at Cincinnati. They did win as an underdog against Houston, where Houston got a defensive touchdown, or they would have blown out Houston 10 points at home, absolutely. You give me a dog that can get in the back door, that has some offense, um, two plays. Yeah. Um, well, wait a minute. So what, what officially did you do there, Steve? Indy plus 10, two units, and over 43 and a half, two units. Got it. Um, also, why would the Steelers be playing hide-and-seek? Oh, that was their touchdown celebration, so it's just making – Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I was like, I was like, whoa, interesting. In Cancun, they're playing hide and seek. Sounds like that could be fun, maybe, depending on who's hiding and who's seeking. Anyway, um, I'm with you. We got our first best bet of the day. Two units on the Colts getting ten. Uh, the Steelers, they haven't really blown anybody out, and the Colts have been pretty solid, competitive. They came off a win. They almost beat the Bengals the week before, so. Two units for me on the Colts as well. Uh, I am going to lay off the total, though. I'm not going to put a bet there, but two units on the Colts. Best bet. The best bet. All right, next up, the L.A. Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags minus four, total 41. So, uh, to me, I I think that this is, I know the Chargers have to go to the East Coast, and I know it's a 10 a.m. body clock game and all that. 
And maybe the Jaguars are finally consistent. You know, they've won two in a row, so maybe they're off that roller coaster. I just think that the Chargers have a chance to win the game. And even if they lose, I think it'll be a close game with their pass rushers that they have. We'll see if Jacksonville can impose their will. Jacksonville just doesn't score enough to really blow people up. So I'm going to put one unit on the Chargers getting the four points. Yeah, very interesting game. I got a question for you, Ross. You were at Jacksonville. What what was the home field advantage? Was there a crowd there, and was there some noise last game? Yeah, I would say it was decent. I mean, I don't know. If, if it's typically three points, I'd say give it two points. But it was – I mean, they, they were into it. They were getting loud. There were, there were some Bengals fans there, but I'd say most of the seats were filled. I've seen a lot worse this year. Yeah, the reason I say this, Jacksonville, historically, I have them with only a one-and-a-half home field advantage, and I'm bumping it because that they've been winning. i got to tell you, I think Jacksonville, if everyone had the same quarterback in the league, I think Jacksonville is the best team in the NFL. I am beyond impressed with their defense. They can run the ball. Uh, I hate Blake Bortles, but everything else about this team absolutely is blinking the buy sign. But the Chargers are an undervalued commodity with great stats off a of buy. They're in a great spot also. I'm going to pass, but I'm going to give you a bet. Before I give you this one, let me read the rest of the schedule for Jacksonville. After this game, they play at Cleveland, at Arizona, home against Indy, hosting Seattle, hosting Houston, at San Francisco before their Week 17 game at Tennessee. I think they're going to be favored in every game. They've got the tiebreak against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is going to sound crazy. Give me one unit on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is at William Hill here locally in Las Vegas. 50-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They could get home field advantage in the playoffs. Wow, I love it. Hey, you're the same guy that was talking up the Eagles maybe going to the Super Bowl before the season. So there's some credence there. All right, moving on. Jets at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ross, the Jets favored by 2.5 points with a total of 41.5. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Jets in week 10 favored on the road. It's just, it's unreal. But I, I can't go against it. I, I really can't. I'm going to pass this game. If I would lean anywhere, I'd probably lean to the over um, and maybe lean to the Bucks since they're at home and maybe Fitzpatrick. But they don't have Mike Evans. I mean, I, I take that back. I'd lean to the Jets, but I'm passing the game. Yeah, you know, I was eager to be taking the Jets plus two and a half this week. And now they're laying two and a half. I'm like, what? Um, all kinds of chemistry problems with Tampa Bay. Um, you know what? But Fitz is still a gunslinger, throws the ball down the field. I might make the case, this is amazing, Ross, the Jets quarterback McCown could be one of the four most important players to his team in the entire league. Imagine the drop-off if he went down. And they had to go with their stiff young quarterbacks. Um, I like your over, actually. I'm going to put a unit on over 41.5 with a Jets team that has had a surprisingly good offense against a horrible Tampa Bay defense. And Tampa should get some points also. The best bet. Steve, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. And the Titans are 4.5 point favorites with a total of 40.5. Just to clarify, Ross, did you have a? Were you leaning or were you an official on the over with the Jets? No, I was leaning. There was no best bet there. Right. Sorry about that. Cam-
cancel the best bet. Let's go to Cincinnati, Tennessee. Wow. All right. Well, the Bengals can't run the ball at all. Boy, are they missing Whitworth on the O-line along with another piece. 3.1 yards per rush last in the NFL with those running backs they have. With Mixon, they can't run the ball a lick. But Tennessee, I tell you what, DeMarco Murray looks hurt to me. He's playing, but he is not explosive at all. This team's had a cupcake schedule explaining their good record. I really don't like either team. Don't like how the Bengals' attitude might be after falling out of the playoff race. I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, if this were in Cincinnati, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd lay a bet here, but I don't, I don't like Tennessee enough to lay four and a half points. I'm passing this game. Don't really see value here either. All right, next up, New Orleans, three-point favorites at the Buffalo Bills, 46.5 the total. Torn on this, Steve. I, I really am. You know, typically I'd go Buffalo. They were so bad on that Thursday night, and New Orleans is playing so well right now that I can't do it. I'm going to pass the game. I'd probably lean Buffalo, and I would absolutely lean. You know what? I'm going to put two units on the under. 46.5 is a lot. I don't think that the Saints score that much. I don't think that the Bills score that much. Let's go two units on the under 46-and-a-half. Under, under on the Saints has been good to me. Yeah, and with good defense, now an above-average defense, only giving up 5.3 yards per play. I tell you what, uh, Drew Brees is still awesome. Kamara is a really good running back, and Ingram's decent as well. You add that up, the Saints are absolutely a contender, but you're paying for it, and the point spread here, it's a good spot for Buffalo, blown out, as you mentioned, Ross. Ten days to prepare. If it had been bad weather, I would have gone nuts on the under and gone with Buffalo plus three. But the weather's going to be good, and that has me a little bit cautionary about playing the under. But you know what? My number's made at 45, and the weather could still turn bad in Buffalo, so that's a nice added value, a free roll, if you will. Let's go under for a unit. Best bet. The best bet. All right, Steve, the Cleveland Browns at the Detroit Lions, and the Lions are favored by 12.5 with a total of 43.5. All right, well, Stafford is a top-five quarterback. He played awesome against Green Bay, but Detroit's just not very good. And you look at the stats of these two teams, incredibly, the Cleveland Browns have not just the better stats, they have the much better stats. The two teams are almost comparable on offense. Cleveland has a significantly better defense. Obviously, Kaiser can't play a lick, and quarterback is so important. But Detroit has a short work week. Cleveland is a winless team off a bye, which is like the mother of all good trends in the NFL. When you spend two weeks in the town – and the media is calling you out, and everyone's ripping you, talking about how terrible you are. That is your home run game. 12 and a half. I don't like it. I love it. But because of Kaiser, I'm only going to two-star it on the Browns. Yeah, we're sharing a brain there. I mean, I know Stafford's been locked in, but short week, you know, oh, they're playing the Browns. I'm with you. I got two units on the Browns getting 12 and a half also. The best bet. Houston at the L.A. Rams, and the Rams are favored by 12, and the total 46. Rams favored by 12. If you would have told me in week 12, in week 10, 
the Rams be favored by 12, the Jets be favored by 2.5. It's unbelievable. It's why they play the game. It's why gambling's hard. I'm passing the game. I think the Rams probably win by like 10, 13, something like that. So I'm, I'm passing. I'm passing too. You know, the Rams are awesome. And you look back on that 10 to 16 loss hosting Seattle where Gurley put the ball on the pylon and fumbled it into the pylon and they lost the touchdown to start the game. And Cooper Cup dropped the winning touchdown pass at the end of the game. They turned it over five times. Long story short, they win that game. They basically have clinched their division. And we're comparing them to the greatest show on turf, the Kurt Warner Rams. This team is incredibly good. That's why the spread is double digits. They're going to kill them. Uh, maybe Houston gets in the back door. I'll pass. All right, next up, Dallas at Atlanta. And the Falcons are favored by three with a total of 50 and a half. And on a weekly basis, i got to consult with the law experts to find out if this is the week that Elliott will be suspended. Uh, Atlanta has tremendous stats. They stay the number one statistical team in the NFL, but they just don't win this year. A lot of that Sark's play calling, and maybe it's in their head they can't score in the red zone. Um, with the uncertainty about Dallas and the running back, I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'll put one unit on the Cowboys. They're playing pretty well defensively. Uh, I, I think even without Zeke, and I think that either way they say he's going to play this week. He just might not be able to play after that. I, I don't know. But either way, I think Dallas has a decent chance to win or at least keep it close, make it a push. One unit on the Cowboys. San Francisco 49ers are going to host the New York Giants. Giants favored by two and a half out west with a total of 42. This is one where every part of my soul says to take the Niners, but they've just been really disappointing for me. They've lost me a bunch of money, I think, so far this year. I can't do it. Um, it's still Eli Manning against C.J. Beathard, and I'm passing the game, but I would lean Niners. Yeah, and money pouring in on the Giants. I assume that's all injury-related. You know, the Niners lost five guys two weeks ago to injury, and then they lost four starters last week to injury. So they just there's not many of them left anymore. Uh, Jimmy G not going to be starting anytime soon. I don't want any part of the Giants or of the Niners. Fortunately, there are better games to invest on. We'll pass. All right, Sunday night football, the Patriots at the Denver Broncos in New England, a seven-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 47. So I've learned that sometimes you just have to fold your poker hand, and I'm folding the Denver Broncos. The stats for the Broncos say that there's no way they should be getting seven points here and that they should be a good investment. But you know what? I don't like the attitude of the team. I think the, Den the Denver defense, which is awesome, is just sick of terrible quarterback play, whether it's Simeon or the Ostrich. They've worn down. It happened last year where Denver was unbettable. Same thing here. New England does everything right in game management and the like, and I don't want to be fading New England, except in the most rarest of cases, I'll pass. I'm with you. Um, I, I would probably even lean Denver getting seven and a half, but I just can't, I can't do it. Not with Brock Wasweiler at quarterback. I'm passing this game as well. Uh, in fact, I take that back. I'm going to put one of you on the under. No, you know what? I'm not. I talked myself out of it after everything we saw with the Eagles game against the Broncos. I'm passing that one. All right, final game is Monday Night Football. Miami Dolphins at the Carolina Panthers. 
And Cam and company, nine-point favorites with a total of 40. Nine points sounds like a lot uh, against the Dolphins. That surprises me. I thought the Miami Dolphins did a bunch of good things on Sunday night. Give me a unit on the Dolphins. I thought that they, I, I, I thought they did a lot of positive things. I'll take I'll take the line uh, the Dolphins. I'll actually put two units on the Dolphins getting nine points. I'm going to lean to the Dolphins. I like the fact that Cutler was so accurate and effective. Absolutely. Um, but then again, that was against the Oakland defense, which is a complete sieve. You know, Carolina, they went eight straight quarters, their defense, without giving up a touchdown. Now, I know they lost one of those games against the Bears, but you go those eight quarters and then you hold Atlanta pretty much in check for most of the game, even with the Julio touchdown drop. Um, even if Atlanta had gotten 24, that still would have been a pretty good effort. So I'm worried if Miami's going to be able to score in this game, which has me leaning to the under in the game, I'm going to pass aside. All right, by now you guys can almost all say it with me. Now that you got all that knowledge from Steve and I, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit. You get a 50% welcome bonus, which is worth up to $2,500 of sportsbook free plays. As you know, They've been around for almost two decades. Their football odds are released before every other sports book, giving the opportunity to get the best value. Plus, you get a free $25 on your first live bet because they have that cool state-of-the-art live betting software. And even if you just want to play, they got Poker Room, Live Casino. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can play if you want to. Do not miss out on betting any of these games. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code EVENMONEY when you get there. That's the key. Betonline.ag. Use the code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. That'll do it for this week's Even Money. Hopefully we can get back in the black three weeks down in a row. That ain't good. That's not what we're looking for. All that matters, though, is ultimately where you are at the end of the year. So hopefully we can get back on the positive side of things. If you want a free Madden, take advantage of any of these sponsors like Bet Online and send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and you'll be automatically entered to win the final Madden giveaway. It's the final countdown. Anyway, that'll do it. Hope you guys win some money. Good luck, dudes. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Now on Podcast One Sports, it's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. We're going to attack this day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Hear incredible stories on Sound of Success, the Dick Enberg podcast. Oh my. And guess who's talking America's favorite basketball team. Hey, it's Jay Moore, and it is time for America's Lakers podcast. Listen on Apple Podcasts, the new Podcast One app. And where else, Jay? Podcast One.com. Come.